Okay, so I'm live here with uh, 52 weeks of AWS, and I'm going to continue talking about AWS security. And the topic for today is incident response, which is a pretty fun topic, actually. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So you can see here that I'm going to talk about uh, responding to and managing a security incident. Uh, so let's go ahead and kind of skip through until I get to some fun stuff here. So in terms of the shared responsibility model, that's really where we're gonna start diving into the details here. Again, always your uh, responsibility to look at what AWS does and what you're gonna do and figure out you know, really where you are gonna to have to jump in. And so once we get into that concept, we can talk about identifying an incident and then how do you respond to it and then manage that particular incident. So uh, if we think about this particular section here, one of the first things to start out with is that not everything is going to be an incident. Uh, so you need to look at the set of information, the security policies to identify, contain, and then eliminate a cyber attack. And the goal of incident response is to enable an organization to quickly detect and halt an attack, not have too many false positives, but also minimize the damage and prevent future attacks of the same type. Uh, so first up, how do we do this? Well, how would you know if an abuse was taking place? You know, there's sometimes really similar uh, abnormal events that look like they're abuse. Uh, so how would you actually know? Well, one of the ways to think about this would be to look at logging in from a remote location. An employee could be traveling or using a VPN. A hard drive that is really operational still, this could be an issue where uh, the enterprise is doing uh, cycling of the drives and you'd want to go through and make sure that you can get in there before it's too late. Uh, also, an employee could be trying to access a resource they shouldn't access. So in this particular situation, maybe it's not a breach, but it is a behavioral issue that you could dive into, let's say from uh, AWS CloudWatch, and you can say, uh-oh, we have some problems. We need to figure out what's going on. So this is part of the discovery phase. So uh, in the first part of that discovery phase and recognition phase, this is where you would wanna do incident identification, logging, categorization of the incident. And then you would wanna use user reports, solution analysis, and then manual identification. And this incident is then gonna be logged uh, as an investigation. And then you can go ahead and get started. So during this phase, let's say you would get a notification and those notifications are set up by the user and they're initiated by specific alerts to send an email, a text message, or maybe even something through a mobile app. And at that point, you would need to, let's say, notify a more specialized employee. Hey, there's something going on here. We need to actually take a look at it. If you look at the investigation and diagnostics associated with this, you would also need to figure out strategies to resolve any threats. And AWS offers a range of services and products that help companies discover and identify events that could lead to or already become uh, an incident. So really that's phase one. Now in phase two, what we want to uh, think about is when an enterprise does know that there's a component of failure or there's a reduction in quality of service, or there's an exploit, for example, that's on servers, they would then move into the resolution and recovery phase. And this would be 
forensic isolation. So you want to isolate that incident and then do a deep dive to figure out what the root cause is. You'd also want to stage a fix. So reproduce the issue, apply a fix and test. And this is really critical. Like if you cannot reproduce the issue in a test environment, then you're essentially doing magical thinking, right? You're, you're potentially not solving the real problem, which in many cases is worse because you could be applying uh, some other solution and then hoping that it actually fixed it. So it's, it's really important to be able to reproduce it. Also then deploy the fix. So once you've tested it out, push it into the new infrastructure. Uh, and then at the very end, you know, you would go through and resolve an incident. So if we think about the key takeaways here in identifying an incident, it's that there's a set of information that you can use to identify, contain, and eliminate cyber attacks. Not all of the events are incidents that need immediate remedy, but the first phase of an incident is the discovery and recognition phase. And the second uh, phase is resolution and recovery phase. So let's think about the AWS services here that support discovery and recognition. Uh, if we look at you know, some of these things here, we have Trusted Advisor, CloudWatch, Inspector, GuardDuty, AWS Shield. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about these particular services. If we think about Trusted Advisor, this is a kind of default tool that is always in your account and you can look at the dashboard and see what's going on. But basically it can show you that there's security checks that are not being passed which is a hint, right, that you need to actually go in there and dig into it. If you have business uh, support, for example, or enterprise support, you can also use the console or the support APIs or the CLI to even go in and dive into it a little bit more. And you can even hook up uh, Amazon EventBridge to monitor the status as well, which is pretty nice because you could have, let's say, automatic triggers with SNS that could send a text message, hey, we have a problem you need to go ahead and investigate that problem. Now, CloudWatch is the kind of the, the default tool here that you would use for flexible monitoring, and you can do this immediately. Uh, really, you don't need to set up anything. It's already available for you. And then inside of the CloudWatch system, you would automatically display metrics about your AWS services. You can create an alarm. You can do metrics, notifications, et cetera. So it's really the, the one-stop shop for uh, monitoring and instrumentation. We also have the inspector, which is a vulnerability management service that would continuously scan uh, an AWS workload for vulnerabilities. So this is a great idea, right? Like why wouldn't you want to scan your system for vulnerabilities constantly? And, and then it can even go into um, the EC2 instances and even container images that reside in the Amazon Elastic Container Registry and look for certain uh, vulnerabilities or maybe an accidental network exposure that you don't need. So this is a, a very good idea for essentially defensive um, techniques. We also have uh, guard duty. And so guard duty is a way of continuously doing monitoring and you can identify unexpected and potential potentially unauthorized or malicious activity in your AWS account. And this service would use uh, threat intelligence feeds. Uh, for example, it could look at, you know, traditional malicious IP addresses or domains, uh, and it could use machine learning to identify certain kinds of patterns. And it can also detect a compromised EC2 instance that is serving out uh, malware or, 
you know, mining Bitcoin, uh, the, the service that keeps on giving here, you know, in terms of crime. And the service also is going to monitor AWS accounts for weird things that they're doing. So this is a, also a very good idea to have essentially an offensive uh, technique here where you're, you're like proactively looking for weird behaviors. We also have AWS Shield, which provides the ability to protect an enterprise network against a DDoS attack. And so this is what a DDoS attack is, is essentially a way of disrupting your normal traffic by overwhelming it with traffic that is unnecessary. That's really it in a nutshell. It prevents against that. We also have AWS Config, and this is a way of looking at an inventory of all the different resources and change management. So I think this is actually also critical. This, is, this, this concept has been around for a long time. Uh, the concept of basically snapshotting changes and making sure that those uh, changes are the ones you want. And the reason why this is so important is that, you know, somebody could have accidentally manually made a change that introduced a security hole. We also have the ability to evaluate rules. So in the case of AWS config, uh, if there was a configuration change, let's say someone opened up a bucket and made it public, which has been the source of breaches in the past, AWS config would automatically evaluate the change. And then you could actually have automatic remediation uh, as well, which is even better, right? If you're able to know that certain buckets should never have public um, you know, exposure, and even somebody that accidentally did it with an administrative account, if you can remediate those changes, that actually is a great system and a great way to essentially have an offensive mode of, of attack so that you're preventing these things from, from happening. So really in a nutshell here, the key services to be aware of uh, would be Trusted Advisor, CloudWatch, Config, Inspector, Shield, and GuardDuty. So let's talk about services that would help you with recovery phase and resolution next year. So these services would include AWS Systems Manager, AWS CloudFormation, Amazon Simple Notification Service, or SNS, uh, AWS Step Functions, and then AWS Lambda. And these are event-driven in the case of the bottom here, SNS, Step Functions, and Lambda. Uh, and these are things that can be very helpful when you're, when you're thinking through how to build out uh, a resolution. So with Systems Manager, you get visibility and control of the entire infrastructure on AWS. And Systems Manager will provide a unified user interface so you can view operational data from multiple AWS services and then uh, automate those operational tasks across the resources. Uh, that's a high-level overview of that. Now, there's also CloudFormation, which is infrastructure as code. And CloudFormation helps you model and set up resources. And you can focus on, let's say, using a template that would describe all of the resources you want. And then CloudFormation would provision and configure those resources. And an enterprise could use CloudFormation to recreate a staging environment uh, using an isolated or forensic uh, VPC. And then once that system is isolated, the team could deep dive and discover the issue and even provide um, a way of reproducing the issue, applying a fix, et cetera. So infrastructure as code is a critical component of security in the cloud. 
Now we also have SNS, which is a way of sending notifications that are event driven and they can go to applications, they can go to users and they can go to devices and SNS and Lambda are integrated. And when a message is published to a topic, you would then invoke the payload of that public message. So this could be things like uh, sending uh, topic messages or sending messages to other services. And so an enterprise could use SNS to receive notifications of, let's say, potential exploits uh, that have been found. Now, we also have step functions, which is a visual uh, workflow tool that you could use to distribute applications. You could automate certain things and you can build data and machine learning pipelines with it. And what's really great about this is that it has nice instrumentation and logging. So you can see every single event and what happened, you know, what were the failures, uh, what was successful. And so this could be a great way to have security remediation by building step functions that respond to, you know, events that you figured out are high risk events. We also have AWS Lambda. So AWS Lambda is a serverless event-driven compute service that you can use to run code on demand and you don't have to manage servers and Lambda functions are stateless as well, which means that you don't have to actually worry about the underlying infrastructure. And if you need to store secrets, for example, you could use the AWS key management service for that. So this is a great service for automation for security. And so how would this work in terms of uh, Lambda for incident response. Well, a Lambda could uh, basically, you know, detect that there's some kind of problem and then you would remediate the event by, for example, you know, talking to uh, EventBridge, uh, which listens to CloudTrail, then CloudTrail sends some kind of message to SNS, which then, you know, maybe a human then would dive in and say, you know, what's going on here? We need to fix this particular incident. Now, how would this work? in you know a real world scenario here the in, let's say there's an instance that res, that's removed from an auto scaling group and is snapshotted then the instance is isolated uh, and then a cloud formation template is used to create a new environment uh, and then a basic forensic investigation is performed on the volume that's attached right so that would be one of the key ways to dive into what's happening uh, in terms of uh, incident response now, what are the key takeaways here? Well, the key takeaways are that uh, if you want to use resolution services, it would be systems manager, CloudFormation, Lambda, SNS, Step Functions. These are the services that you want to care about. So what are the best practices next for handling um, incidents? Well, one of the ways that you can do this is you would want to identify the key people in your organization, and you would want to make a contact list of those people and who you would need to have involved in a particular incident. So if you don't have this, you're in trouble because uh, when the situation does occur, you're going to be scrambling to figure out who to talk to. The other one is preparation. So you wanna be prepared by having an easy to follow one book of the different things that you would do to escalate a particular issue. So again, if you don't have this already in place, you're, in, you're already in trouble because when the event does occur, you're gonna be scrambling. So, you know, some of the things to think about here uh, would be that, you know, really it is important to have planning before you get too far down the weeds with an organization. So if we are going to 
really wrap things up here. Uh, you know, some of the things that we talked about were, you know, identifying an incident, uh, describing AWS services that are used for incident recognition and remediation, and then identifying the best practices uh, for those services. So really to, to kind of wrap things up here, I would say that the biggest thing with the security response is the preparation. So if you don't have a plan of what you're going to do and you don't have ways to test how to fix uh, when there's problems, you're going to get yourself in a situation that could be, you know, maybe an existential threat for your organization. So, you know, planning preparation and uh, making sure that you are, are able to prototype a solution and even identify the resources that are compromised are some of the key components of this incident response. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, I will talk to you soon.